0: Is the Jose Show. Jose Show.
1: Welcome to another exciting episode of The Jose Show. I am your host, Jose Roldan Jr. And today we have a very special guest on the show. His name is Marcus Kempton. He's a director and actor for AR235 Pictures. Good afternoon, Marcus. How are you doing today?
0: Great, Jose. Thank you for having me on your show. I appreciate
1: it. You're welcome. Glad to be here. Now, before I get started, um, you know, it's funny because I had talked to you re well, I say recently, back in 2013, you were doing a, a short. And if I remember correctly, it was uh, The Revenge or something like that. Oh, we talked,
0: we, put, we talked back in 2013?
1: Yeah, because I was supposed to be in it and I had some family issues and I wasn't able to, because uh, you were looking for like thugs and stuff like that. So that was a long time ago.
0: Yeah, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Uh, so what that film was, was a uh, it was a film that was uh, made in 30 days for a contest that's been going on here for over a decade in Tampa t- called the Action Film Challenge. That uh-huh. was my fifth entry in so many years for the Action Film Challenge. The title ended up being Peace, Love, Unity, Revenge. Uh, so that was a 15-minute short action film that um, I ended up doing three entries into that trilogy of short action films. And uh, cool. that, that trilogy of short action films is going to be released as a near feature length anthology. We'll call it a feature length anthology. And uh, I've since continued to, to shoot uh, more scenes uh, related to that production. And uh, so all the scenes that have uh, been left on the cutting room floor for those three short films, as well as all the additional material, Is all going into a new feature film starring the King of the Bees, Joel D. Weinkoop, as
1: uh,
0: mercenary David Hammer. The title of that film is Hammer. It's been in production since 2013, and we're going to be finishing the production this year, moving into post.
1: Oh, that's amazing.
0: First an anthology feature, though, titled Peace, Love, Unity, Revenge. That is the anthology feature that's going to be released um, this year. Then after, you're going to have the feature Hammer released
1: later. I like the name Hammer. Now, what got you started into uh, filmmaking, uh, wanting to be a director and actor?
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm glad we uh, we, we prepped some notes on the, on the interview beforehand. A little <laughs> bit. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I've always been interested in filmmaking. The first uh, movie going experience that I remember is going to see Star Wars at, when I was five. My mom took me to see Star Wars. And I distinctly remember that experience. And then I distinctly remember going to see Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Special Edition, also my, my mother taking me, and that had a big impression on me.
1: That's amazing. Both good yeah. movies.
0: Amazing film. And still, I still consider it my all-time favorite, favorite film, actually. Close Encounters.
1: Now, see, when I was younger, I wasn't really allowed to uh, go to the movie theaters because, you know, I grew up in church, and my dad and my parents, we even at church considered that taboo. So I never really got to see... Uh, Star Wars played out, you know, the original time. Now, I went and seen it years later as an adult when it, when they kind of re released it, but I've never seen Third Encounters on the big screen, just the small screen.
0: Oh, yeah. You guys see, close to kind of the third kind of the big screen. If you ever get the experience, I think it was re released again a couple years ago, theatrically, um, in another version. They released it. It's like, you know, Columbia released it again, um, a couple years ago, some other version. I'm not sure which one that was, but yeah. Uh, my favorite version is the extended version, which shows uh, all of Roy Neary's scenes in the electrical uh, plant, and all of the all of those scenes that are left on the cutting floor. That's the best version, I think.
1: Well, you know, it's uh, it's uh, amazing because, like I said, I haven't seen that one on the big screen. But back, I want to say four or five months ago, during this COVID, well, we're still during the COVID. Uh, our local movie theater here, the Silver Moon Drive-in. Um, have yeah, you ever been there? I've
0: seen that one, heard of it? That's one of the few drive-ins in the area that's still remaining. But yeah, that's awesome.
1: Well, they were showing Jaws and Back to the Future, back-to-back double feature, and I've never seen both of them on the big screen, you know, only the small screen, and man, I was like a little kid in a canning store, uh, sitting there in my truck, it was just myself, and I had my little munchies, and and, uh, I uh, had the engine running the whole time for four hours so I could have some air, and uh, that was actually a unique experience to see both of those fantastic films on the big screen, so it's great.
0: Absolutely. I'm all about the big screen experience. Yeah. And and just to to continue with your question. uh, So my dad had handed me an eight millimeter camera when I was a little kid and I shot some rolls of film, like a roll of film around the the house with it. Uh And then titled that film Invasion because I was big into Close Encounters. I think that's probably why I titled it. I I had a poster board title (laughs) card titled Invasion, although it wasn't really about an invasion. It was just like random stuff that shot in my house. And then, uh, and then, uh, when I was a little bit older, I shot a trilogy of short films in my backyard with some of my friends on VHS, titled "Backyard Battle." And wow. two of the, the second and the third films of that trilogy are lost, but the first film remains. Then I made a couple short films with my friend Tony Aladeff, and uh, he basically uh, directed and, uh, and acted in these, in these two films that we did: "Break In" and then "Snowy Summer." Those films are lost. I don't have copies of them, and Tony may or may not—I don't believe he does. But those are films that we didn't really have a script. We just sort of went around and um he just kind of told me what to do as the as an actor, mm-hmm. driving my, my dodge cold around, whatever it was I was doing. And we were we were like pretending to snort, snort cocaine, I guess, in some of these scenes of the film.
1: It was a crazy like kind
0: of cop thriller because he was being into like the 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 uh, the Bruckheimer films and I was too in a way. And so like we were just trying to get a start with filmmaking. And so, yeah, it would be great to, to contact Tony Alledef and get those, those, uh, those films done, because sadly, I don't have copies of them. Oh, that stinks. Um, I did do a, a little mini-sequel to Break-In, titled Break-In 2, with another friend of mine. And it was just sort of, just, we were goofing around with a camcorder, really. But it was sort of the same idea, where, uh, you know, it was just, just a short film. I'll go into those later, I guess. But then, then um, I, I went to film school, um, at Valencia College, run by the late Ralph Clemente, in the nineties. And um, I took up some theater prerequisites in order to get into the film school. I had to take theater classes. Then I, I, I um, with the, with the, with the, the film in the film school, basically the producers, producers would come to the class. They would work with the students, the students uh, in the, in the, in the class, my class is about 60 students. So wow. all of us worked on a feature film on 35 millimeter title, all shook up. So, so we got the filmmaking experience to work on, on a 35 millimeter shoot. With director Henry Less,
1: oh, that's amazing. Um, shot
0: in a thirty-five mm movie cam, a Leonetti movie cam, and so we all got to uh, have that that uh, experience working on the film. And uh, in exchange for the producer, get basically getting free help. So that was my first ex- experience into, the, into filmmaking. Although that film, I mean, what happened? There was a, there was a tr- some it was a trouble production because the class that I was in, basically a lot of us walked off the production. I was one of the handful of students that went back into the production and ended up getting a credit. And I was on the camera crew, so it was important to me to go back onto the production.
1: Oh, that's cool. And,
0: yeah, although the, it left me disillusioned for a while, um, you know, after what, what why, why the students decided to walk. And so um, it took me quite a while after that to actually make a film because I really was idealistic about making a film. I want, I learned on 35mm and I wanted to shoot a film on 35 millimeter, but it was so costly and cumbersome. that yeah. didn't. It didn't take me until the DSLR revolution really took hold to start shooting my semi-professional films on, on, on DSLRs. And that's when I've um, that's when I formed my production company. Uh, years later, in in 2010, started making um, short films and now feature films.
1: And that's the AR 235 pictures, correct? Yeah. You know, it's funny that you said Valencia Community College in Orlando uh, because I actually signed up because I was going to do film school. Uh, cause I graduated in 1990 at Zephyr Hills high school and I, I didn't go. And then the following year, I, uh, kind of re-signed up again. And when the missions counselor, she goes, Oh, uh, I see you signed up last year, but you were a no-show. I said, yeah, something happened. So I never got to go, uh, through that, uh, program. Um, now I think they have a date is it Dave school, I think in that area and, um, full Sail university. Yeah, well,
0: yeah. Full Sail um, has been there for even longer than Valencia, I think. Oh wow, uh, Dave School, yeah, the animation school. Yeah, um, I think that's still going. Uh, there's another Joe Blasco's makeup effects school. I think that he closed that a few years ago, but I believe the Dave School's still going. Uh, Valencia is still going, as far as I know. But Ralph, who was, who was the, the you know the, the head honcho over there, sadly passed away uh, a few years ago. Oh, that's nice. So, you know, my alumni and I get together once in a while. We had a we had a 20-year anniversary recently of some of my classmates. Oh, that's cool. Class. Yeah, we, we you know we reminisced about him and the class and stuff. Uh, but I believe the class is still going, although I'm not sure who the instructor is right now. Um yeah, and but full sale, um I went to full, to check out full sale before Valencia and and it wasn't real at that time. I mean, they had a couple of millimeter cameras, I believe, but the, f- the filmmaking class wasn't really their emphasis. More, they more, had more emphasis on audio production mm-hmm. and uh, it was very cost prohibitive as well. So I ended up uh, it just wasn't in, in my cards. I ended up going to Valencia and finishing up my um, associate's degree, continuing that education. And um and you know because they, they offered a degree an associated a science degree in film production technology i believe full sale might have at the time as well but then huh. things changed with full sale and yeah they beefed up their filmmaking class but they weren't they weren't doing what, what valencia was doing which is which is shooting a, a you know films with producers on 35 millimeter um and you know learning nuts and bolts on film production and that's kind of sense they were most they're more doing like shorts yeah with, with smaller crews type of thing and um Valencia just, you know, they were offering feature filmmaking nuts and bolts education.
1: Yeah, hands-on is always the best. So um, I was uh, thinking, um, now, how did you end up meeting Joel Weinkoop? He seems to be a pretty nice guy from, you know, the the one short that I've seen him. And I've seen him in another film. Uh, how did you guys meet?
0: Yeah, Joel's a great guy. Um, I, I, I met Joel at a fan convention. I forgot which one it was. This was back around maybe 2007. It might have been a comic book convention or a sci-fi convention. I forget which one. but We met, and I instantly recognized him uh, because I was br- really big into fanzines, and the one I, I saw him in was a write-up. He had a write-up in a zine titled o- "Oriental Cinema," and uh, I remember his write-up on this film "Lost Faith" and some other films he was doing. So that's I just recognized him from that fanzine, which I used to be a fan of, the collector of, Reddit. and we just started talking, and um, yeah, you, you know. You, talked about his films. And then it was a couple of years later, I, I cast him in a, in a short film that we did for the first action film challenge competition titled way of the vigilante. I cast him as a director. I cast him as,
1: uh, as, uh, as, as um,
0: detective Bruce Holmes.
1: So he, he lives, story. so he lives in the Tampa area, kind of like us.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, Joel lives in Tampa.
1: Yep. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. Uh, that's uh that's pretty interesting. So, how did you actually come up with the name AR-235? I know at one time it was Aspect Ratio, but how did you come up with that name?
0: Somehow I came up with this handle, Aspect Ratio 235, just because I think uh, I just consider that a cinematic aspect ratio, and it's kind of a lot of syllables. It's kind of a mouthful to say it, but it just sort of stuck with me. But but the the title, I mean, the the name was just too long, and it, the handle stuck with me over the years. I'm kind of just, I'm, you know, I'm stuck with it. I don't know. <laughs> But I kind of kind of shorted now to AR 2.35 in some places, but AR 2.35 pictures just um, works better for me. So it originally it was aspect ratio 2.35 productions, and then I've changed it after I made a few films to AR 2.35 pictures. It just it just it just represents the cinematic aspect ratio that I, pr- I prefer to shoot in. Although it's not to say I won't ever shoot in other aspect ratios. Um, yeah. It's just the one I've chosen to shoot the most in. Um, uh, you know, and I mean it's just like the anamorphic. Uh, aspect ratio. Oh well, so you,
1: You've got a lot of experience then definitely. That's a, that's a, that's a good thing. I, I need to get more experience myself and uh, doing filmmaking, but here, you know, now I find myself uh, doing more podcasting. Hopefully in the summer, I'm going to be doing um, some filmmaking, but it's just going to be local news for Zephyr Hills. So that's, that's something completely different, but uh, it's going to be kind of a like, what's going to be a one man show because, uh, um, I don't have the money to pay anybody, so but i got to definitely do my homework. And you're listening to The Jose Show with Jose Roldan Jr. We will be right back after a quick break. The Jose Show is now on the radio at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Turfs Up Radio. That's turfsupradio.com. And we are back, and you're listening to The Jose Show on Turfs Up Radio. And... We have a special guest, actor and director Marcus Kempton from AR 235 Pictures. All right, we're back. How are you doing again?
0: Good, <laughs> Jose. Yeah, primarily I consider myself a director and a producer. Uh, I'm not. I'm not. You know, I don't have a whole lot of acting experience. Honestly, I don't put myself out there in the industry as an actor. Although I'm in, I'm interested, and I would do that if I were to be hired on to productions as an actor. I would definitely consider it. Although I haven't taken acting lessons, to be honest. Uh, but I cast yeah. myself in my own film, uh, Hammer, as one of the leads, just because one of my cast members said, why don't you play this part? And I didn't have an actor to play it, so I decided to play that part. And I, and it just became, I became one of the leads, and I've been playing the part. Um, although it's interesting because um, the first day of production on the second short film of this trilogy, which has been moved, uh, this trilogy of short films, which has now become a feature film, two feature films, actually, the first day of production where I played that character, that day my character died. So every other subsequent day I've played that character, I've gotten <laughs> older, but my character's supposed to be younger, sort of. And the, the production had been stretched out for several years. It's kind of funny how that happened. Like I, my character was, we shot my character's death the first day of production. Oh,
1: that's kind of, that kind of stinks, <laughs> the killing yourself in your own movie. Now, you had sent me um, uh, two films that you have done, uh, shorts, uh, The Trap and Battlesuit. And I watched both of those and, and uh, they were actually pretty good. So where did you come up with the idea uh, for both films?
0: Right. So The Trap uh, was um, the second Action Film Challenge contest film that, that we had done. And uh, Ron Borders uh, wrote the screenplay for that film based on an idea or a story that, that Ron and I came up with quickly. Ron went and wrote that screenplay. And we had 17 days to produce the short start to finish. And so um, that was all Ron's idea you know, with the twist that we won't speak about, there's a twist ending and stuff. Um, and so that film, I mean, I, you know, it took me a while, but I, you know, it won a few awards early on. Oh, that's it won good. Won an award at, at the contest. It won the it won um, the internet audience award when it when it played on the internet after the challenge. Um, and so, but you know, right now this weekend it's actually screening this week at the Sunshine City Film Festival in,
1: in Saint Petersburg. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, I just, I had, there was the opening night kickoff last night, I went to that at the the Hotel Zamora in St. Pete, and that was fun, and um, so, but, you know, the film, I finally finished the film after many years, like, I finally went back and did the visual effects on it, I redid the sound mix, I added some stuff to it, and now it's a a different, better short film, it's a 14-minute film, and, yeah, so I'm just happy to finally have it finished, and uh, getting it out there into the world, you know, I really want more people to see it. So that's so. Ron wrote the screenplay for the Travis that happened with Battle Suit though. Battle Suit was um, Joel's script. So uh, okay. what happened with Battle Suit was that was like the another Action Film Challenge contest short film that was supposed to be the seventh entry in the seventh year of the Action Film Challenge, and uh, and um, so but we weren't going to make Battle Suit originally. Originally, I was going to make. A uh, short film titled Hammer. Hammer was going to be a, a short, but that was so. What it what, it, what it was going to be was the fourth chapter of this series of three short films I'd made previous to, okay. to Battle Suit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I had a pre-production meeting that year, 2017, for Hammer, which is really going to be the front end of the whole piece. And then um, I actually I got to a car accident uh, before the like a week before the shoot was to begin. So we had 30 days to make the film. We had a pre-production meeting on like, the first day. A couple of days later I got into a car accident going back to the location to del- redeliver like a clipboard I accidentally brought with- home with me. I left the location again as I was leaving the location I got clipped ah. by a car and pushed up onto a curb and hit a telephone pole ended- I ended up in the hospital.
1: Oh man. And glad you're okay. And so,
0: yeah, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I called Joel from the hospital I'm like Joel, I'm banged up really bad, man. You know, I can't I can't direct, I can't produce, I can't act and Hammer. Cause I was really going to be like one of the leads with Joel. I was pr- producing it. I was directing it. I wrote it and I was, I was ready to do it. And, um, and unfortunately I got into the accident. So, so Joel's like, look, you know, he doesn't want to be out of the game. So what we did, he doesn't you know, want to be out of the game. He didn't want me to be out of the game. So we, um, yeah. so we pulled this old script. He'd written out of them mothballs balls titled Dallas. And so I read it and I'm like, you know, I think we can do this. So I directed and produced the film from a wheelchair. I wasn't acting in it. I was on a wheelchair in a wheelchair on the set. Uh, we shot it in a quick three days with a fourth day of pickups. And then we spent the rest of the day posting because it had a lot of visual effects. And oh, yeah, it was and- a lot. Yeah, so so but what you saw, the finished version wasn't what was actually screened at the challenge. What what the finished version that you've seen took a long time after that to, to post it properly. But most of it was in place, but but the original cut was not anything like that. We re- to cut I can- it. I
1: re- you know what it kind of remind me of a little bit. Uh, do you, did you remember that TV show called Super Force that they actually shot at Valencia Community College? It, it was a guy he dressed in a he dressed in a like a battle suit, but he had like one of those samurai heads on, and he rode a black motorcycle. Well, it kind of reminded me of that.
0: Japanese, I'm not sure if I've seen it or not. It sounds I didn't I don't know. It's shot in Florida. That's
1: yeah, cool. it was shot in Florida uh, by Universal Studios, and I think it was one season. But uh, you know how you had like the the arcs and the the lightning and the. All that stuff, like the beams coming out, it kind of reminded me of that. And that was yeah. shot back in around the uh, late 80s, early 90s.
0: Oh, Super Force. Hmm. I don't really recall that, but it may have been around when I was when I was in, in school there. Yeah.
1: That's interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I think they were so actually they- filming it when I was going to go there, too. So that was in 1991.
0: Yeah. Uh, and so so Battlesuit, you know, it won some of It won a bunch of awards at the channel challenge, which it was made for. And then I spent like a year or two, like, like posting it later, a long time, uh, redoing the sound mix, um, mastering the score, um, you know, doing, adding a a lot of visual effects shots. And finally I finished it. It's a 22 minute short. I'm really proud of that film. I think it works really well. We'd like to spin it out as a feature. We think it's definitely feature film quality and material. Um, but, uh, we've been, we've been wrapped up in other projects that hasn't happened yet, but we would like to make a ballast feature.
1: Well, if you decide to do the feature, let me know because I would love to be on the set. Uh, because I love watching films being made because I got to see Edward Scissorhand. So give me an invite, man, because I'll be there, you know.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I remember when, whenever Scissorhand shot, shot in Tampa, I knew people that worked on it. That was a long, that was like back in 89,
1: uh, 90. Yep. Yeah, and, and
0: so, uh, Hammer is still in production. Battlesuit, you know, that's probably a ways off, but we're still shooting Hammer. I still have a few more days to get on Hammer, and, and the pandemic slowed everything down. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get back on set as soon as possible, uh, uh, next month, I believe in February, I believe we're going to get back on set and shoot the remaining days and finally
1: finish that production. Now, do you normally so do them on weekends? On the do, do you do them on weekends? Like uh, Saturday, well,
0: Sunday? Well, I haven't scheduled the, the shoot yet, but I believe a Sunday would be preferable for at least the next day of production. Then the remaining two days and then a day of pickups or so, uh, that hasn't been scheduled yet, but I'm, I've, i been busy, uh, lo- uh, locking the, lo- the location and, uh, Putting everything, getting the cast back on board because it's been like a year since we shot. So everyone's the pandemic's just just cut a knife through. Oh yeah, everything.
1: Yeah, Yeah, just let me know the time uh, and and all that, and
0: I sure will. Yeah, uh, definitely. Hammer's the next one up to finish. It just has to be finished. It's been it's been a long time. I'm working on Hammer now for uh, well seven years, eight years now. So it's been it's been a labor of love, I guess you could say. Um, I mean, the, the anthology film will finish first. Been busy in post on that and hammer is still in production. And then we're going to move into post on that using some of the, some of the uh, visual effects shots for the, uh, for, for the anthology. But I don't, I don't really want to say it that way. Cause it's like, <laughs> it's not going to, it's going to be a completely new film and like nothing's going to be repetitive. It's just that there's so much material. Yeah. And basically getting two features out of it. Uh, but you know, so, some of the scenes that you'll see in the short films will, will be in, in hammer. It's just all going to be recut from scratch. It'll be a completely different movie.
1: Oh, that's cool. And that concludes part one of the interview with Marcus Kempton. Stay tuned next week when you will hear part two or the conclusion. Thank you once again for listening to The Jose Show. Have a good day. Bye-bye.
0: Thanks for listening to The Jose Show. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And see you next time on The Jose Show.